Welcome to the Cult of Domesticity podcast, a podcast about history, true crime, and whatever life brings us. I'm Courtney, and every week I am joined by another fascinating person. Let's see what we're going to talk about this week. Welcome back, devotees. We are back with Spoop Hour! Yay! Or ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So we're tag team uh, Courtney's and the Sasha. Yep, yes. One Sasha, two Courtney's. Double the Courtney's. Double the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Two Courtney's, one Sasha. God. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hashtag no. (laughs) Hashtag not what you think it is. Okay. Exactly what you think it is. Uh, So, have you guys heard of the Pajama Girl? No. No. What is this? But I feel like it's me when I get off of work. Maybe. Second I'm off work, I'm in PJs. So this is a recommendation from Morgan of the Frankenpod, which is... <gasps> okay. Thank hey, you, Frankenpod. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks, Frankenpod. This is a murder mystery. Like your mystery. Ooh. And it does involve pajamas. Yes. Good. <laughs> but probably Co- cozy a cozy Cozy wozy murder mystery. Mm. <laughs> Let's cozy more murder mystery. More murder mystery. <laughs> Aww. So, on September 1st, 1934, outside of Albury, the New South Wales border with Victoria in Australia. I don't know Australian geography. I'm sorry. We watch a lot of Australian reality TV shows. We got you. I've been to Sydney. (laughs) I know where Sydney is. (laughs) New New South Wales popped up in uh, Instant Hotel. Yes. Yeah, New South Wales is a state that Sydney's in. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, the burnt corpse of a young woman was found stuffed into a culvert under the road. Uh, okay. So I took that's your fine. depressing start and just immediately started. That. Yeah, you just yeah. you just will learn. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's good. The Metropolitan newspapers quickly descended on the location, and the dead woman had been dubbed the Pajama Girl for the fabric remnants, of, which had been. Of yellow and silk pajamas, you know, luxurious. Oh no! Oh, so she wasn't even she... in her full PJ set. Uh, oh, I think she was, but she okay. was burned. So, oh no! Yeah. So the nor- the reporters had nothing else to go on. So naturally, what do reporters do? But they made some stuff up. Yeah, of yeah. course. And they were like, she was supposedly so beautiful, so innocent, and because you know. She had her exotic pajamas. Sure. And naturally her murder was a horrible, her murderer was a horrible, horrible person. I've always said that you can tell everything you need to know about someone from their pajamas. Really? That's not a thing I've ever said ever because no. you can't tell anything from people's pajamas yeah, other than say, how comfortable they like to be. my pajamas? <laughs> um, how much do they care? Yes. <laughs> do they like cute jammies or are they doing laundry? That's about yeah. it. Or do they not own pajamas like me and I just grab random clothes? There yeah. you go. Or yeah. do they sleep naked? A lot of people do. That's about all you can tell, though. Yeah. Does not say anything about a person's moral character. <laughs> it's just pajamas. It ain't that deep. Yeah. So the <laughs> medical examiner examined the body and found that she had been placed into a Hessian bag. A towel had been wrapped around her head, which had been beaten in savagely, and oh. there was only a few fab remaining fabrics of her clothing. Oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't a peaceful pajama death. (laughs) Additionally, there was a bullet found lodged in her throat. Fuck. So they concluded that it had injured her skull in her brain, causing death. Jesus. Yikes. So they beat her and then they shot her? It's not... Timeline is fuzzy. Yeah, because it's 1930s. Oh, yeah. yeah, Forensics. So this is, to quote John Mulaney, we found a puddle of the killer's blood in the hallway. Hmm, gross. Clean that up. (laughs) Back to my hunch. This is peak that time. Yes. So even though week after week there's no news and the police are following every lead and the press are having fun doing pressy things. They have hats and magnifying glasses and are like, hey there, doll. They have that little piece of paper in their fedora. Yep. And their cigarette. Yeah, Yeah, that's behind their ear. With a pencil. Yeah. Yep. One ear has a dull face. You're going to spill the details that I need on your old man, (laughs) or you're going to be walking out of here in a pair of handcuffs, you dig. (laughs) You need to play L.A. Noir with me sometime. Oh, I've played L.A. Noir with my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Oh, it's so much fun. (laughs) It is. (laughs) 
So because voting is compulsory in Australia, which <laughs> why is it in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the police tracked down every woman under 40 who failed to vote in the federal election the following weekend after the body was discovered. Oh, Interesting. that's a smart way to figure out who this is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, no pajama girl. Damn. Oh. So the police decided they're going to preserve the body in a formalin zinc-lined bath and moved it to the University of Sydney, which I did not look up. If that's actually very good for preserving things. <laughs> sure. We'll say it is. We'll say in the 1930s, yeah. Yeah, Let's that's probably as good that's as it's going to get. <laughs> the funny thing is I talked to my mom and she's a chemist. I could have asked her today. I don't know. <laughs> she did tell me they used to have cyanide at her work when she started working there. And I was like, that seems safe. That sounds <laughs> right. That, that's fine. Yeah. In yeah. the 70s, it's fine. Just at, we ready have cyanide access. at my work. I'm just kidding. We don't have cyanide yeah, at my work. Say, I don't know if we have cyanide at our work. <laughs> I work for a nonprofit. We for sure do not have cyanide. <laughs> as far as I know. Unless you all cyanide. <gasps> Except for one person. We probably have asbestos. I don't think we do. It's a pretty new building. Our, our building was built in 1954. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, yeah, have asbestos. asbestos. Oh, yeah. And ghosts, probably. And ghosts, yeah. Sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> So naturally at the University of Sydney, they're like, everyone come look at this body in this bathtub and see if you know her. <laughs> oh my Which God. Is, sucks. My favorite way of them historically trying to identify people. They're like, we've preserved this person. Come look. Do you know her? <laughs> it's for science. Been beaten in and she's dead in a bathtub. And she's been lit on fire. Anyway, do you recognize her? Is this what your friend would look like after her head was beaten in and set on fire? Yeah. It's like the Summerton Man. They did that. The oh, yeah. The Murders. They mm. did that. I've seen the wax, the Cleveland Taurus over. I went to the Cleveland Police Museum for school. Um, it didn't work with the Summerton Man. We still don't know who that guy mm-hmm. is. No, they're pretty sure the people who knew him are hiding it. So Oh, that nurse and her son? Mm-hmm. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so... About a decade-ish later, March 1944, the police got their man. Hmm. So it took a decade. <laughs> Honestly, considering it was the 30s, I'm like, that seems like less time than I expected. Yeah. You know, it could be last week. They got their man, yeah. guys. He's been dead for 20 years, but we're pretty sure it was him. So the commissioner of the New South Wales Police, William McKay, brought he together... He did it? No. <laughs> Sadly, no. That would be a great twist. That'd be a great twist. That's why it took him 10 years. He's like, no, I don't know her. Nobody knows her. Anyway, let's look at other cases. Yeah, how about this other one? (laughs) Uh, Came together with Sydney's most powerful people and frequented Romano's, a fashionable Italian restaurant. There he noticed his waiter, Antonio Angosti. It, it, it makes the pronunciation better, dear listener. The hand is the hand really is selling sure. it. Uh, Romano's macaroni grill. I know. I'm like, ooh, I want some of that bread. Yeah. <laughs> they had really good bread. They had really good bread. Yeah. Um, who McKay remembered from before the war, looking rather agitated. So he's like, hey, Angosti, come down to the police station. <laughs> And there, he was like, I murdered my wife in Melbourne 10 years ago. Wow. <laughs> that escalated. That guy had no I just chill. wanted some bread. Yeah. It, it went from like, hey, buddy, are you having a bad day? It seemed like your work's not I murdered my I... wife. Okay, I'm going to go get somebody. How about you sit here for a minute? <laughs> he was literally the person to get, though. So it's like. Yeah. Why don't you come with me? We'll bring the bread. <laughs> we'll go get the bread together. Anyway, so about my check, is that going to be coming soon? Or should, oh, I'll, I'll take care of it later. You know what? I'll just, let's just get you to the police station. It's yeah. not important. It's on the house. <laughs> so Antonio was an Italian immigrant who r- arrived in Australia in 1927. His wife, Linda Angosti, was born in... <laughs> <laughs> she did the hand again. And it's really selling it. <laughs> I'm close enough to Italian. It's fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my tagline. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I will say, is that why she wasn't on the voting records? Because she was she, not on the voting records. Because she wasn't a citizen. No. She. You, you could vote. She was unregistered. Oh. 
the fascinating interesting so linda was born florence linda platt in forest hill which is i i had to look up where it was it's a relic of the great north wood a suburb of east london okay which i was like why is southern london having a great north wood but we're gonna ignore that fact (laughs) (laughs) there's an even more southernly wood (laughs) Also, that's clearly a dick joke. <laughs> oh, no, please. <laughs> please, no. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> I don't know why I came out Italian. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> Our last episode was a Russian accent. Yep. We're just, we're traveling the continent. <laughs> now I'm just picturing the crabs from 33% Pulp just doing oh, Italian. Like, Mamma mia. We're going to pull apart all the people in Wales and also Australia. <laughs> it works. It's Australia. um so she was born in september 1905 she had worked at a confectionery store in surrey before traveling to new zealand at the age of 19 because she had a broken romance and that's what you do you go to new zealand after you have a broken heart yeah get as far away as possible (laughs) from england what's the opposite of england new zealand new zealand if it takes me a three week boat trip i will take it that's three weeks to wash that man right out of your hair. Less racist movie than you think. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched it recently. It is less racist than you expect. Oh, well, that's good. That's something. So she that's remained there. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 18 month boat tour. Um, um. She stayed in New Zealand until 1927 when she moved to Australia to live in Sydney. She worked at a movie theater and lived in a boarding house at... Darlinghurst Road in King's Cross, where she entertained young and attractive men. Oh, what a slut! No. Yeah, basically, <laughs> no. she starts to get slut shamed real quick, and you're just of like, "Of course she does." No. She went from being like this nice, gentle, look at her pair of pajamas to, "Oh, this whore, come on!" No, she was described as a heavy drinker and a jazz age party goer who had difficulty adjusting to stability. So, yeah, basically, honestly, no. I would take that as a compliment. Yeah. Like, goals. You go, girl. Yeah. So she married Antonio during 1930, and it was uh, not a happy marriage. No. I'm sure. Mamma mia. He, he, <laughs> he, he murdered her. <laughs> they had a really happy marriage, and then he just murdered her at the end. Happy people don't kill their husbands. That's true. Legally Blonde taught us that. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Well, in fact, Legally Blonde was written by someone who went to our college, yeah. and she based the sorority stuff on her time at our school. I thought it was Miami, because there's just so many of them, and it's like cults. Nope. nope. Valley of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they left uh, for Melbourne because he's like, hey, let's move you away from your friends and all those guys mm. you slept with, probably. <laughs> who knows it wasn't we don't care. said but it seemed like they're like influence of her bad friends I'm like probably also the fact that they said she entertained a ton of young gentlemen you're just like mm, yeah I appreciate that yeah if you're a dick husband who's probably abusing your wife you're not gonna love that she ever looked at another man before exactly. you existed in her life or if she walks down the street and like these guys are like hey how are you doing and he's like you how do you know a her? tight girl and he's like excuse no. <laughs> she's not and she's just like not. shoves her away they just walk down the street and there the guy sees her and he's just like finger guns just like yeah. <laughs> staying alive is playing in her soundtrack and he's just got like a storm cloud <laughs> I'm sorry I will never dance <laughs> please always dance Sasha <laughs> <laughs> we just had a lovely little dance break on this non-visual medium <laughs> so Angosti disappeared from, <laughs> <laughs> from friends and family late August 1934, around a week before Pajama Girl was found in Splinter's Creek. Um, so they're like, huh, she disappeared a week before this body was found. Mm. Seems promising. Angosti delivered a statement to the police that his wife had been drink- had a drinking problem, and that was mm. one of the reasons why they moved away. Sure, it was all her fault. Yeah. Yes. Not and the guy. Slut who and she continued her. drinking as I'm yeah. drinking my rum. Yeah, she was a drunk slut. I'm definitely not a man who murdered his wife. 
Okay. What are you talking about? I'm not the bad guy. I just killed her a little bit. <laughs> With my Italian hands. <laughs> With my, With my Italian, Italian hands. And then also a gun, because I'm a monster. So, even though they were Melbourne, she continued drinking, because moving doesn't solve drinking problems, guys. Remember that. Right. Yeah, you're still you. <laughs> you're still addicted to alcohol if you're addicted to alcohol. Yep. It doesn't change overnight. It's just in a different place now. <laughs> It's a different scenery for the alcohol abuse. Yeah. Yeah. One Monday morning, he woke up to Linda threatening him with a revolver. There was a struggle. The gun went off and killed Linda. Uh Uh-huh. And then he just accidentally fell and beat her head in. And then set her on fire. And then (laughs) dropped a candle. You're putting my wife. Oh, no, I lit her on fire. Mamma mia. (laughs) (laughs) That's a spicy meatball. (laughs) You're putting more thought into this than the police did. Oh my god! <laughs> We're just joking. What the hell? We'll get into it. It's not oh as black and white as it seems. Oh man! Okay. Oh no, I messed up. Ah! Because Ngozi couldn't have brought like Baron to brought shame upon himself, the Italian community. He did not report it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sure. he, he put his wife's body in his car and, taking his spare can of petrol, drove for a long drive. He saw the lights of Albury turned off the road, stuffed Linda's body under a small bridge, doused it on, in petrol, and set it on fire. Uh-huh. So his story is just her head got oopsies smashed while he was driving? We'll get to that. Oh, God. Again, you're putting more thought into this <sighs> than the police. So he voluntarily returned to Melbourne, where the inquest was convened on him murdering his wife. The identification of Linda as the body was contested by Dr. Thomas Benbow, who claimed the body was of Sydney girl Philomena Morgan, which sounds like a Victorian lady of the night. Philomena Morgan. Philomena Morgan. Um, The coroner actually came to the conclusion that the body was indeed Linda (laughs) Angosti. So he was tried for her murder, but wasn't found guilty of murder, found guilty of manslaughter, and sentenced to six years hard labor. And then he was released in 1944 deported to Italy, where he lived the rest of his life in Scardinia, dying in 1969. So he outlived World War II. I thought the story was going to end with, and he went to Italy during World War War II. II. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was released after, thank goodness. Okay. I mean, I'm sure Italy wasn't great at the time. Yeah. It wasn't communist, but it wasn't great. (laughs) Wasn't that their country motto at the time? It's not communist, but it's, it's not, not great. Mamma mia. I mean, it wasn't a country till like, closer to the 20th century or 21st century, so... Yeah. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> so, we have someone who says, wait a minute. <laughs> So we're in Italy now, and someone is saying, wait, wait a minute. minute. No, it's, we're still in Australia, but we're just no, doing okay. Italian accents for the entire thing. Because we have too many Australian friends that if we do it... it will, they'll get mad at us. Oh, they'll get so mad. Pretend <laughs> I didn't say crikey. Just <laughs> we dusted that problem too soon, Dunno. That's as good as I can. <laughs> yeah, that, that See, accent's hard. Yeah. Might. I, they, don't, they don't say L's at the end of words. I just get drunk and go British. Mm. So, recently it's been Irish, and I don't know why. Shillelagh. It's because it's March. Then it's March. It's festive. Well, normally it's a David Attenborough, and then I just narrate things around me. Fair. (laughs) That's fair. I respect that. (laughs) Which, when I was in in Cancun, I narrated this girl trying to hook up with a guy, and then her friend just sitting next to them. (laughs) (laughs) On the beach, too. I feel like I've been that girl so many times. And I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't be a buzzkill if you find me somebody to hook up with, too. <laughs> I think she was just trying to be a good friend and making sure her the girl um, hooking up wasn't, wasn't about murdered. to get murdered by yeah. her possible future Italian husband, Mamma Mia. Yes. So Here we go again. <laughs> uh, Melbourne historian Richard Evans, in his book, The Pajama Girl Mystery, which is out of print, by the way. Oh, boo. So... If someone would like to give this to me, I will cover it on Patreon and enjoy. 2019, make that shit an ebook. I looked. He comes Shameful. to a very different conclusion. Because okay. 
Antonio Agassi's uh, profession as a waiter in the official store, he'd only been working in, as one for three weeks when he was arrested. So good on him, because being a waiter is hard. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, look, honestly, I could have like gotten away with killing my wife, but being a waiter sucks so much, I would rather be sentenced to hard labor. So can oh, we just God. like bounce me out of here? Bounce. These Australians don't tip as well. I don't know. I've never been to Australia. They don't have a tipping culture. They pay their their wait staff a living wage. <laughs> oh, so maybe then it wouldn't be okay. Maybe people are still dicks though. So I don't know. I'm sure people are still dicks, but you don't you don't get paid two dollars an hour. So <laughs> come see, come see. So while he had been there um, when he first had arrived at Romano's, he was actually university educated and spent most of his life in Australia, working as a journalist in Sydney and Melbourne for Il Giorniane Italiano. <laughs> that is not pronounced correctly. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, a newspaper for the Italian immigrant community whose patriotic fascism and gusti shared. Mm. So he's a fascist. Classy. He's a wife-killing fascist. He's just ticking all my boxes. Mm. Which at this point, I mean... You could throw a rock and hit a fascist. That's true, but not all of them killed their wives. That is also true. But I feel like a lot of them have planned to. Oh, I'm sure some did. <laughs> and I'm sure others would have liked to. Yeah. But he did the thing. So yes, he he's a real piece of garbage. Yeah. Uh, because he was a journalist and, you know, the Second World War. Wait, so... So he started as a, oh no, he was a journalist in Italy. Okay. I was like, wait, he started as a journalist in Australia. And then it was like, no, I'm going to become a waiter. And then, then I caught mm -hmm. up. Sorry. No, he was, he was university educated in Italy. When he came to Australia, he was like, became a journalist for this local newspaper. Oh, okay. For the um, immigrant community. Cause that was quite common. Mm -hmm. um, but he's a fascist. It's sure. World War II. Sure. He got interned. Yay. That happened other places. <sighs> we like to put people in camps because they're different. It's fair. That's exactly what we like to do. As white people, I should say. <laughs> that That is actually the disclaimer. White people, yeah. we put people in camps because they're different. White people. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'll tell you later. Actually, wait, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not just white people. We're just very good at it. That's true. We've perfected the art. Perfected the art. Because I'm thinking of an Asian country that's doing that right now. But that's besides the point. Okay. Um, so he's interned as in 1940 as an enemy alien, not from space. <laughs> and he becomes disillusioned in this period with the Italian fascist party because Mussolini fails real hard. <laughs> World War II. Um, spoilers for World War II. I haven't gotten to that part in the season yet. <laughs> the next episode oh my god <laughs> and in january 1944 he petitions for release and is granted on the grounds that he no longer posed a threat to australia Oop. Oop. he only poses a threat to his wife well she's already dead oh okay. yeah 40 yeah. oh that's right 40 this happened in 30 yeah oh my god yeah, the decade thing throws you off a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it did. I was thinking like, okay, so he gets out, he gets married, he kills her, but you're right, 30s. It was, Damn. he was there, he was a journalist, he married, he killed her, then he was interned. So he had a lot of time on probably a rock to think about it. Yep, think about what he had done. And they found him a job at Romano's, and then he was arrested. <laughs> so during those years, he was thinking about it. It took three weeks for him to be like, I did the thing. It took three weeks of him being not in an internment camp to crack like yeah. an egg. <sighs> oh, oh, don't worry. It might not even be that. Oh, <laughs> no. Did they pin it on him because he's an immigrant? They might have. Oh, no. Because during the trial, the press went to great lengths to betray Angosti as fulfilling all the stereotypes held against Italian immigrants. Because, you know, it wasn't just... The Irish that were discriminated against. It was also any Southern Europeans as well. Mm -hmm. They were like the Spanish, the Italians, the Balkans, lazy. They were viewed as lazy, you know, don't want to work, cheats, all of that fun things. Wife killers. Wife killers. Killers of nice white women who wear yellow fancy pajamas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Even though they might have been drunks. It's fine. <laughs> white women are allowed to drink. It just makes them quirky and fun of parties. 
basically, on top of it, the press didn't recognize that Angosti could have had anything other than a menial job. So basically, he's not Italian, uh, like intelligent. Hmm. So even though he had been college educated and been a journalist for years, he's yeah. a dummy. Okay. Because, you know, no smart people came from Italy. Sure. That seems fine and not racist. Yeah, definitely not racist. No. Uh, he gave a nearly perfect uh, account in English uh, for his police statement, but his oral testimony his oral testimony was reported as halting and uneducated. Hmm. 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 We're just going to keep hmm. going down this racist hole. Yeah. I don't uh, like the racist hole. I want to close the racist <laughs> hole. They Let's describe- see how this pans out. <laughs> <laughs> they described his appearance as dapper and demure, as inoffensive, but they maintained dis- a disguised violent temper. Mm. And even though he grew up in northern Italy, they naturally hinted at mafia connections because he supposedly smuggled a gun into the country to kill his wife, even though they weren't married yet. I was going to say, I'm going to bring this gun into this place I'm moving just in case I get married and want to kill her later. Yeah. Whom among us? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No one does that. That's not a thing. Uh, Well, you have to remember, think of Australia at this time. Think of Hugh Hugh Jackman's Australian Mm, movie that lasted six hours. Oh, that was a very long film. And they only kind of boned it. It was like three quarters of the way in. And it's like, oh, I can't believe I just sat through this. <laughs> All I remember is someone told me it's very long and not worth it. So I was like, yes, I'm not going to watch it. That is completely true. I had a friend who was like, let's see it in the theater. It can't be that bad. And then it was. <laughs> so compared to Italy, Australia is the frontier. Mm-hmm. So naturally, he probably would have brought a gun for protection if you're going out to the wild west you're gonna bring a gun you don't want to fuck with kangaroos they look like they're wearing fake shirts of muscles why would you fuck with them i met some like cute small raccoons while i was there and we fed them and they literally kangaroos sorry i was thinking of other scary marsupial type things even the raccoons aren't marsupials because possums are america's only marsupials anyway the uh, more you know Dun, 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 dun. So these were like raccoon. I keep doing it. What is wrong with me? I'm so tired. Kangaroos that only came up to like your chest. Yeah. But they knew we had food. So they started like pulling on us. And like at first I was like, oh, this is cute. It's pulling on my skirt because it wants to eat. And then it like they mobbed us and they started to like pull me over. And I was like, oh, no, I don't like this is how I die. This is killed <laughs> by a small raccoon. Why am I doing this? I'm so t- Kangaroos. <laughs> so after the, the test all over again it's okay the, the small raccoon kangaroons took out other <laughs> courtney so there's now only one courtney yes so this is just courtney and sasha now yep I'm a ghost. <laughs> kangaroos got me i did it right that time you did it right yeah so they the press pulled his reputation for violence based on one conviction for assault back in italy in 1923 sorry so i just went prior yeah, one prior, but I just went and pictured uh, Golden Girls. Sicily, uh, 1923. Love it. Um, but what is Italy like at that time? Politics playing out in the street where, you know, people are argumenting and talking, getting violent in the streets. So naturally, that's going to happen. Hmm. On top of it, Linda had written letters home who never, and she never complained that her husband was violent and there were never reports of violence during his internment. So there's one incident and he, his wife never said he hit, like he didn't hit me. He nothing Mm -hmm. mentioned internment, nothing mentioned. And that was like about four years of internment. So if you're going to be violent, that's going to be what you do it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Remember he gave a lengthy, testament that was detailed but it was inconsistent to like several specific points he said that she died of a bullet wound but said nothing of her head getting beaten so you guys already pointed that like when did her head get beaten in haha <laughs> again you guys are already better than the police <laughs> i'm gonna put that on my business card <laughs> I am better than the 1930s Melbourne police. Better than the police. (laughs) Um, He had called the gun a revolver when it should have been a pistol. 
Which, okay. if you've nice. been in the military, you know these things. Because oh. guns. Gun. I don't know guns. So. I don't know guns. I'm like, I don't know. Aren't they both small? They all look like guns. The, you know, they the all shark- look like guns. The shotguns go boom. Boom. And then the shotguns go, are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has stated he had turned off the road before he got to Albury, uh, where the body was discovered, though, he would have had gone through the town, so there's that, like, didn't actually know. He said he had put petrol on the body, but it was, uh, kerosene. Oh. He said he dumped her on a Monday morning, which would have been August 27th, and he had dumped her at night, but the fire, a fire had been seen the early hours of August 29th, which is my birthday, the fucking hey! day. Birthday. Happy birthday! A woman was burned. <laughs> On this day in history. <laughs> On this day in history. Two Courtney notable bo- things. Courtney was born, woman was burned. <laughs> Were the two things related? We just don't know. Was it reincarnation? <gasps> Ooh. Um, so, they didn't ask him about the head injuries until, well, he didn't ask about the head injuries until they drove him to the house where he said Linda had died. Hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, they occurred because I dropped her down the stairs. Okay. But if it was only the head. Yeah, she just bounced down every step on her head like a pogo stick. (laughs) I'm just picturing a corpse pogo stick where it's still... Oh, no. Yeah, that's what happened. That's that's the legitimate history. You know what this is reminding me of? American Mm. Vandal Season 2. Yeah. The forced confession. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um... On top of that, the physical evidence that it was Linda as the pajama girl was uh, not correct. Hmm. Pajama girl had blue eyes. Do you want to guess what color Lin- Linda's were? Brown? Yeah. Actually, oh, okay. <laughs> um, pajama girl was small-breasted while Linda was large-breasted. You can't change that. You really can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite um, explanation of the breast thing was they said because she was burned, her breast shrunk. What? Does yeah. that work? Because I could use some smaller bras. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, um, it sounds like it hurts, but it might work. Yeah. <laughs> sounds fake, but I mean, like. That's not how that works. That's, that's not how any of this works. works. <laughs> uh, they both had slightly deformed ears, but there were no photographs of Linda's ears to compare, which who takes photographs of their ears? I mean. Fetishists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and really, the only way they had confirmed it was because of her teeth. Um, and it had been 10 years afterwards. She had two porcelain film fillings, which they had claimed it had fallen out and were missing. Hmm. And it's not her okay. dentist didn't have the habit of taking charts of his client's teeth, which is a poor dentist in his part. Yeah, that's yeah. a crappy dentist. And he could only, he's like, I can only vouch for what I did. And it's the same as every other dentist. So, say. Hmm. So it might not even be her. Signs pointing to so, not her. I'm just going to throw this out there. Where's his wife? Who's to say? <laughs> like, wouldn't and she who's have, this girl? Also, who's this girl? But there was that theory that she was Philomena. Philomena. Whatever. Morgan. Fun last name. <laughs> Philomena fun last name. Yes. So, okay. So saying that the dead body they found, let's say that's Philomena, but his wife would have turned up like her family would have been like, yeah, she's here. We're good. They just got divorced, whatever. Or like she went with one of her other suitors. Yeah. Like she would have turned up. Presumably she saw her name in the papers and was like, not actually dead. I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Not even close. Please don't say that it's me. So, yeah, that's the question. Why did the police agree to this? Because they had their guy and racism. Yeah, racism. Yeah. Also because the police commissioner by 1944, William McKay, was under a lot of scandal and constant criticism from the press for incompetence, unable being being unable to close a long list of unsolved crimes. So when I joked that he did it, maybe he did do it. He did the murder. He did the thing so that he could solve the thing and be like, I can solve crimes. (laughs) 
And even still, when he set himself up for 10 years, he forgot that he did that and was like, I don't know who killed this girl. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, my bad. I'm going to blame it on the waiter because he didn't bring me enough bread. Yeah. (laughs) In his diary, I did it. Oh, shit. Oh, my bad. I looked at the calendar and I wrote down, do that crime on that day. My bad. Sorry. Mm. We all know how much calendars come into Supreme Court things. Yeah. And how we hold on to them for 10 plus years after the fact. Yep. Anyway. So, so the top of McKay's list was Pajama Girl. I'm assuming he just had a giant list and then he just started like calligraphying Pajama Girl. Mm. And he's like, I must solve this. And so he gets, in 1939, uh, investigative uh, scientist, well, self-proclaimed forensic scientist, Dr. Thomas Benbow, which sounds like... Isn't that the guy from earlier? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of outlandish, unsubstantiated theories. Also, he was incompetent and antagonistic towards people. So, they, the police were like, let's get rid of him. But remember, okay. he reappeared. He did. So, he kept appealing, and he's like, it's Philomena! It's Philomena! And including to funding a court case to claim that the still-preserved body of her philomena's mother so he's like it's philomena let's give the body to her mother hmm. so there's a lot of garbage people in this yes not, not just the husband uh well now it sounds like he's just garbage because he's a fascist yeah yeah he's maybe not a garbage wife killer fascist he might just be a fascist yeah. no they're pretty sure he actually did murder his wife they just don't know where she is oh okay oh, yeah so so well, he is a wife killing fascist he's just a wife killing fascist who's really good at hiding bodies yes yeah really bad at taking the fall for other crimes yes okay so in 1943 they the detectives who are working the case are new and they're like looking at all the hundred and 125 files of possible victims who have never been traced nor eliminated. And guess who's at the top of the list or close to it? Pajama Girl. <laughs> she killed herself <laughs> and then lit herself on fire after death. <laughs> Sasha's cracked it wide open. <laughs> she Podcast just, over. We solved it. She, she we, killed herself. <laughs> and then she set herself on fire. Um, I'm still going to say it was a police guy. Yeah. Garbage police, police guy. Well, the victim, they were like, it's Li- Angosti Linda because it's A. Oh, because they're alphabetical. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) They're like, here, who can we say it is? I don't know. Let's read the list. Linda Agnostic, done, perfect. Who wants to go to an early lunch? Pretty much. (sighs) So they had. She had come to police attention as early as June 1935. Uh, Her friend George Kempsey had known Linda for seven years, but had not seen her since. January 1934. And he's like, pajama girl looks like her. It's her. Hmm. So he keeps going up to it. The police kind of had eliminated her. But in 1938, you know, when he returned to Sydney, Angosti had confessed. He had not seen the white, like the, the body. And he had given them Linda's dentist, you know, but he, the dentist had said, no, it's not her. Mm-hmm. So we have all this confusion, and um, funny enough, they look look at the notes and they're like, a file re- resembling McKay's hand and the devil- dental evidence heavily under underlined, and they're like, we need a new dentist, and they had circled like Ingusti. So mm-hmm. yeah, when they're taking witnesses then who knew Linda to go see the body, they took her out of the bath to make her look more lifelike. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just take the corpse that's been in a preserving bath forever out of the preserving bath and be like, this will be fine. Well, they put makeup on her and they're like, oh, well, in that case, never mind. That sounds great. (laughs) They got a YouTuber. Summer or a winter. They contoured her. (laughs) They contoured the shit out of her so it made it look like she had a face. Weekend with Bernie. (laughs) They're at Bernie's. But it's just Weekend with (laughs) Weekend at Linda's. (laughs) That's the title, Weekend at Linda's. (laughs) So basically everyone who saw the body before George Kempe were like, we're not sure. It could be, couldn't be. Everyone after was like, yeah, it's Linda. (laughs) Definitely Linda. Definitely Linda. Sure. 
So Linda had that ability to change her eye color and her boob size. So this is this is Linda to a T. Classic Linda. Well, I've never seen Linda like burned or dead. <laughs> That's so true. I don't, know. I don't know that if I saw anyone in my life burned and dead, I would recognize them. Yeah. Let's hope yeah. we never find out. Please. <laughs> so McKay, our favorite friend, mm. also testified that he had no knowledge of Angosti except for his employee Romano's. But <laughs> so he was literally like, all right, I got to close this case today. And he's like, hi, sir, can I take your order, please? And he's like, yes, hi, I'm going to convict you of a crime today. That's my order. <laughs> what? Pardon? <laughs> he's just that, that, that guy blinking, just like, okay, what? Um, yeah, that's not true. Because he, McKay had always had close connections to the intelligence arm of the New South Wales police. On top of that, he was head of the New South Wales special branch in charge of the internment of the Italians in 1940. Uh-huh. So he's he's super mega racist and needs a fall guy. Uh, yeah, which Angosti was one, among the first to be arrested for internment. So uh-huh. coincidence. Co- he's like, let's go down the list. Agnostic. Perfect. Perfect. Your last name starts with Conveniently, it's also the woman we said was the body. This is great. They're all lining up. They're all lining up. Yep. Um, Additionally, it was not normal procedure to place a former internee in a job where they would be given access to highly classified information, such as a waiter, where, like, fancy people and important people would go eat. Oh, okay. I was like, what do waiters do in Australia? (laughs) No, but that makes makes sense that they'd overhear overhear conversations. It'd be like if you're a waiter in D.C., what would you overhear? A lot of conversations. Right. Depending yeah. on your part of D.C. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say all of the really fancy restaurants near where my dad used to work because my dad worked next to the White House. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. My boyfriend um, has family who are like muckety mucks. And whenever we go out to dinner with them, we go someplace super fancy. And mostly I can attest what the fancy people are talking about is like, anyway, so I decided to get the new Tesla because I decided I deserved it. Because after I got back from my Indian vacation, I was like, yeah, I deserve And it's like, ugh, shut up. But like, yeah, I could see how they would talk about something exactly. important too. <laughs> if it was like a business lunch. Yeah. yeah they'd be like, anyway, no, you should not have a Tesla that dinner. Secret, yeah. secret thing. <laughs> Confidential conversations over business lunches. Yes. <laughs> McKay testified that he only been with Angosti for 10 minutes before a typist was brought in for his recorded statement. And wow. he said, nothing to encourage or coerce the confession. And it was I'm spontaneous. Sure, that's what happened. He's, he was just like, hey, buddy, you got anything you want to get off your chest? And then for those 10 minutes, he just recited exactly what he did. And he was like, all right, let's get the typist. <laughs> Which I love that a typist is brought in. Right. Um, but... They recorded the time of Angosti's arrival and the time which his statement was recorded because documentation, 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 documentation. Uh-huh. And it was almost an hour. Ha-ha! So someone's lying! I wonder who it is. Definitely the Italian. Yeah, it's definitely not the racist cop. It's the Italian who's the problem. <laughs> uh, so Angostian is... Defense team maintained that McKay had told Angosti that the pajama girl was his wife. So he thought they had already identified her. Because, you know, he's like, this is a oh. dentist and all that. So it was kind of a bait and switch. Mm. That's classy. And he was told that if he confessed to accidentally killing his wife, he would get off with a lighter sentence. Doesn't this sound familiar? No, this is literally something that never happens ever. Nope. Think about it. It's the perfect Patsy. His wife disappeared. He was Italian mm-hmm. fascist. And no newspaper would defend him. Like, don't get me wrong. Fascists are garbage. But, like, damn. This is also racist. This is also racist It can AF. be both. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it be both? Ugh. Yeah. And he... Remember, he's a released internee. So, basically, think... Like, he's on parole. Right. So he's still under I'm supervision. sure they were like, here's the thing, we will re-intern you, or you can get hard labor, which, trust me, is going to be better than the internment camp. And he's like, okay, what do I say? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, internment camps aren't a nice place. Mm-hmm. Ask, um, Star Wars, or Star Trek guy, Takai. George Takai, yes. Takai, yep. yeah. 
he he was actually interned. He can vouch mm-hmm. for how they were. Not a nice place. Yeah. Hillary's grandparents were interned. Jesus. Yeah. I think we were just lucky because our German side were far enough, maybe far enough away, or we had my, my great uncle was fight like in the science program, so we were okay. Gotcha. Mm. Luckily. Um, so you know, he just plead out. He was like, I did it, fine. I did it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And think about it, at that point the there isn't as much questioning. The coroner's like, yeah, I'm gonna follow the police. Now mm-hmm. I think right. you hear of Australia cases where the coroner is more looking into both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So he could have killed his wife as Evans comes to conclusion. He was an honest man mm-hmm. and he never denied that he killed his wife, but right. mm-hmm. It's questionable if Pajama Girl is Linda. Right. What I'm thinking now, having now heard this story, (laughs) Pajama Girl is definitely not Linda, obviously. But he probably did kill his wife. Mm -hmm. And it was just one off, like, he snapped, who knows what was going on, whatever. He killed her. He hid the body. He lived with that for 10 years. So then when the police come to him and they say we found your wife's body. I'm sure they didn't say, your wife is pajama girl. I'm sure they said, we found your wife's body. We know what you did. Yeah. If you tell us what you did, you'll get an easier go of it. And mm-hmm. he said, okay, they've got me. They know what I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like the most likely thing. And Linda's still out there, but we don't know who pajama girl is. So they're just robbing another mm-hmm. family. Yeah, right. of their justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're racist. And you hope that we're, well, as I always learned, there's waves of racism in mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. And Southern Europe was the turn of the century racism because you have the Irish and the Southern mm-hmm. Europeans. And we've mm-hmm. just changed a little bit to where we're turning it. But you want to hope that eventually that goes away. Mm-hmm. It seems like at least for Italians, it has a little bit. Mm. But... You always yeah. hope that gets solved now. Yeah. But to quote community, that dude was hardcore racist, like old timey, like 1800s Disney style. <laughs> that is probably. 1800s. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll send oh. you those Trace Caballeros and you can tell me how racist Disney was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Song of the South. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not just going with. They went Latin American, black. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think they did Italian, too. And you're just like, wow, you're just hitting all the dartboards. You're just throwing a country. The the Asian mushrooms in oh. Fantasia. Oh, yeah. Even though I love Fantasia, I can't let that one slide. Yeah, that's rough. So do you mm-hmm. want to tell everyone where to find you besides our band, Lindsay and the Courtney's? so we are once again the podcast spoop hour it is a paranormal comedy podcast you can listen to us on basically all the podcatchers now we are also on twitter and instagram at spoop hour that's both of those are peas as in penguins not k's as in kangaroos and not raccoons spooky poop spooky poop that's us if you have a ghost story or a firsthand paranormal experience that you'd like to share with us or any kooky conspiracy theory or anything you'd like us to talk about, go ahead and email spoophour at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Tell us stuff. We'll we are, talk about it. Yeah, and we're also soliciting stories right now of weird things that your parents told you to scare you from doing bad things. So don't touch the stove because the fire demon will shoot up into your hand and take over your body. Yeah. To get you not to touch the stove. Right. Things like that. Yeah. So your email skin us skin will melt off and be sent straight to hell. Yes. Or <laughs> if you sit in the bathtub too long, you shrink down and you, you'll go down into the pipes and yeah. then we'll never see you again. Yeah. Weird stuff like that. Yeah. Tell us that. Yeah, tell us that stuff. We love it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you'll also see lots of spoop hour things when these are posted, so make sure to click Yay. on them and follow them because they are Yay, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're amazing. And that's been two Courtney's and one Sasha. <laughs> also, just because it's another Courtney, and we're two good Courtney's. Two, two good, good Courtney's. Oh, and one okay Sasha. I'm just kidding. I, no, no, I'll you're accept great. that. No, no, you're great. Shut up. <laughs> Is that our new song? Is our new song two, okay, two good Courtney's? Two good Courtney's and one okay Sasha. And in parentheses, it's and one okay Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah, and there'll be a new guest next time. 
I just have to see who gets Ooh. recorded first. Mysterious. <laughs> Bye. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Where can you get hot takes about ghosts, cryptids, farts, and cats? I don't know. Where? On our podcast, Spoop Hour. Oh, that's right. Each week, we talk about the things that spook us out, and we laugh through our fear. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour, and you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or really anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Feel free to also drop us a line at spoophour at gmail.com. We want to hear about your ghosts. Thanks. Norway reeling from twin attacks. First, a suspected car bomb. Quick was known as Sweden's worst serial killer. Quick was convicted. Kim Vile disappeared after boarding Madsen submarine in Copenhagen Harbor last August. Terrorism, miscarriages of justice, serial killers, disappearances. From the known to the lesser known, we give you true crime from the dark and frozen regions of Northern Europe. This is Nordic True Crime. Subscribe to our bi-weekly episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or on your podcast provider. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Nordic True Crime of domesticity we're available on all podcatchers remember to rate review subscribe to help spread the word or just force other people to listen to it our facebook and twitter are at domestic podcasts and our instagram is at the cult of domesticity we also have podcast merch at threadless uh as well if you want to support us financially or show some appreciation we have a paypal tip jar and a patreon which has some pretty great perks any topic suggestions feel free to email us at domesticpodcasts at gmail.com remember to stay domestic and cult free